We are back with a discussion on the highly anticipated movie, Joker. Welcome to the best movie of the year so far. As the year grows, the list grows, the movies get better. A show that answers that question, what's the best movie of the year so far? Good to have you back. I am John Ellis. Thanks for joining me today and being a part of this episode. Thanks for sticking with me. We had a slight hiatus with the podcast, but we are back with today's movie and many more movies to come over the next few weeks. Thanks for taking the time to listen today. If you are new, click that subscribe link to be notified of new episodes. I have links in the show notes to help you with that. Find me on Twitter every day discussing today's movies and many other movies. Reach out to me there. Say hello. You can find me at Ellis on Movies. Today we are talking about the long-awaited, slightly controversial film, Joker. Joker, as expected, laughs a lot. And like everything else, there's an explanation for that. He has a condition. Taking out any mystery you may have had about the origin of this Batman rival. The movie itself is the story of Arthur Fleck, played by Joaquin Phoenix. Fleck is not well. He's a renter clown, often outsourced to street signs or parties. But he's a clown with dreams. In this case, Arthur wants to be a stand-up comedian. The problem is, as his sick mother asks, quote, don't you have to actually be funny for that? He's not. He's not even sure how humor works. Now, tensions are rising in Gotham City. Sanitation is on strike. Trash is piling up. Unemployment is high. And now a crazy vigilante clown is killing Wall Street yuppies. Arthur Fleck is a, is on medication, socially awkward. He lives with his mom. He has no friends. He's had setbacks, rejections, embarrassments. He's essentially lost. And again, he's not well. Now, through a series of events, he ultimately becomes more confident. And spoiler alert, Arthur Fleck becomes the Joker. Ultimately, Joker is a movie I struggle with. It's not sure what it wants to be. It presses in every way not to be labeled a superhero movie, so it borrows from classic Martin Scorsese films like Taxi Driver and The King of Comedy. The difference is that those movies had something to say. Joker ultimately has nothing deeper to tell the world. Joker, written and directed by Todd Phillips along with co-writer Scott Silver. Todd Phillips, best known for his bro comedy, The Hangover movies, does a good enough job but ultimately doesn't provide Phoenix much of a character to work with. It's clear that the actor brings much of more than what's on paper to this film. And he does a tremendous job at that. There is great acting, and then there's big acting. Phoenix does a lot of extra big acting in this in the Joker. Is it too much at times? Yes, maybe, but again, he has to lift from something that's not on the paper. With any other actor, we would not even talking to be talking about this film. Now this film, of course, features other actors, Robert De Niro, Francis Conway, along with almost criminally small roles by Zazie Beetz and Brian Tyree Henry. Both I love, but they were essentially wasted in this film. Let's talk about what's good in Joker. Icelandic composer Hildar Gunadotter's score is stunning. It adds a dimension to the character of Arthur Fleck where the screenplay does not. It lifts the movie off the page. Her credits this year also include HBO's Chernobyl. It's heavy, cello-driven music. It at times is haunting and behind these multiple scenes of Joaquin Phoenix dancing as he slowly transformed more and more to Joker. So the score of this was amazing. It stood out to me right away watching this film. 
Now, the Scorsese comparison is inevitable with this. Of course, there are worse things to be compared to than Martin Scorsese. Joker is much a much lesser version of those movies. Those movies had a point of view with things to say, things to share. And, and again, it's not that Joker is a bad movie. It's not. I would even say it's a good movie. It's just not a great movie. It's a comic book movie. But something tells me this is not where the filmmakers are going for. It's trying so hard not to be those movies that ultimately it forgets to be anything else. Now, we've been told multiple times that this new Joker is not tied to any other DC movies. And normally I'm on board with that. But Joker needs a Batman. This movie needs a hero to bring our soul back. A follow-up movie featuring, I don't know, Robert Pattinson is needed to clean up this mess that Joker left off. To tell us that everything is going to be okay. And sort of sort of make sense of this movie that really did had no purpose at all. Now on to the list of the best movies of the year so far. Now The Joker is a fine movie to see. It's a good movie. You'll have a good time. But it's not a top 10 movie to me. Let's kind of run through that current top 10. Currently sitting in at number 10 was a surprise to me. It's Brittany Runs a Marathon. A great heartwarming feel good movie. It's worth watching. Number 9. John Wick 3. 8 is Toy Story 4. Number 7, Blinded by the Light. Number 6 is a recent addition to the top 10. It works for me because I'm a fan. Number 6 is the Downton Abbey movie. It may not work for everybody, but if you know the story and you follow the story and you follow the TV show, this movie lives up to everything that those do, so it's great for me. Number 5 is Peanut Butter Falcon. Number four, sort of the oldest movie on this list, is Jordan Peele's Us, still sitting at number four. Number three is Olivia Wilde's Book Smart. Number four is Aquafina and The Farewell. And the number one, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Now, several of those in those top five, you could probably shift back and forth. Uh, there's a there's a fine line between one, two, three, and four. So, you know, I, I'm fine either way, but that's kind of where I sit with those top five. Let me know what you think. What's the best movie of the year you've seen so far? I feel like we haven't really reached my ultimate top 10 yet. There's strong movies still coming. What's here now may not even be in the list at the end of the year. So thanks again for being a part of today's episode. I appreciate you making this part of your podcast routine. Be sure to subscribe so you're the first to know of new episodes. If you haven't yet, leave me a comment on Apple Podcasts or however you are listening. I'd love to hear from you. Reviews and stars are always helpful. As always, you can find the podcast on all the major channels. Join the conversation online. Let's talk about even more movies. You can find me at ellisonmovies.com and always on Twitter at ellisonmovies. I look forward to the next episode and hearing from you. But until then, I'll see you in the theater.